0: mama.
1: Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast,
2: supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood,
1: going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves.
2: I'm Emily and I'm Annabelle. Hey, hey Mama! mama. Hello and welcome back for our second week of our birth story series. It's so exciting. I know that I just, I spoke to Annabelle last week after we shared, after she shared her story and I was like, I am so elated and I'm on such a high from listening to her story. Like it just gave me all the feel goods. So I'm really excited to hear more stories and spend the rest of the afternoon feeling that way. (laughs) Um, Yay! So today we have got Ashley. She is a mother to two beautiful daughters who are four and one. She is a teacher, a birth educator and a postpartum doula who's deeply passionate about supporting women, their families and their children to thrive. So Ashley's births have been midwife-led hospital births. So we are really excited to hear this story and welcome Ashley. Thank you for joining us.
0: Hi, thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here. Yay. You could also talk and listen to Birth All Day. <laughs> yes. Super, super stoked to be here. Thank you.
2: Yay. Thank you. Well, as we always say with our birth stories, just begin wherever your story, um, yeah, begins. <laughs>
0: Um, so, well, today I just thought I would focus more on my second birth, um, so the birth of my, yeah, second daughter, Hallie, who's just gone one, um, which was wildly different, like they always are, um, to my first birth, but that would be a story for another day. So um, our pregnancy with Hallie it was completely different in the most beautiful way um like our first pregnancy was quite like intervention heavy and a lot of stress um like a bit of infertility and things like that around there um so it actually took me a little while to get on board with having another baby calling another soul in um because I just wasn't really sure physically what I wanted to go through that experience again Mm -hmm. Um, but her soul was so ready, like any time I stopped for half a second, she was like appearing in front of me. She's like, "Mom, I'm here, mm-hmm. um, which was to have a few chats about how time's a little bit different for us here on earth.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> how, how I just needed a bit more of it before we were ready for her to come. Um, so, yeah, basically fell pregnant, like almost straight away which was amazing in itself um yeah and just throughout this whole pregnancy i just had such a deep trust and just such a strong sense of knowing everything was going to be completely fine um which was so so amazing um, I think having done, well, obviously having previously birthed um, and then from that, like got into birth education and doulaing and things like that. So I really just lived, lived and breathed in the birth world for mm-hmm. a couple of years. So I just had such a deep trust in it all, um, a deep trust in myself, such a deep trust in my baby um, and just this really strong sense of knowing that everything was going to be fine. Um, so with that, we had really minimal kind of like medical support, um, where I live up in Caratha, there's not really many choices up here. Our hospital, um, is midwife led majority of our midwives here are amazing. Um, but yeah, we don't have the option of like private midwives, mm-hmm. There is like a growing free birth community, which is exciting as well. Um, yeah. But for a range of reasons, that just wasn't wasn't an option for us. Mm. Um, so yeah, we just really went um, just went with really minim- minimal medical support. Um, just because we knew that everything was fine so we weren't super worried about that and really i really just threw my focus into getting supported a lot more holistically this time so we just had um heaps more regular appointments with like my chiropractor and my masseuse and we're getting like really beautiful regular acupuncture and reiki um and i really just delved into my own spiritual um pathway with this birth which, like, you know, everyone, everyone's on their journey, so I've been on my journey for a while, um, but really dived deep and did a lot more kind of reading around stories and things like that, which was beautiful. Um, so we got to 40 weeks, which was an experience in itself because my first daughter, um, my waters broke at 35 weeks and she was born a week later. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so to make it past that, and then to an estimated due date was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we made it to forty weeks, just sat in deep trust. Um, it was just the most. It was the most beautiful time. Um, so really, just like nestled in with our family, and we just sat like in a house with such just like love and acceptance that this baby just would come the perfect time for them um yeah and so then one morning I woke up and I was like right today today's the day I'm going into labor I can feel it Mm -hmm. I was like I've got a huge backache like I was quite grouchy um I was like it's it's fine today's the day I'm going into labor like rallied everyone kind of got my support team on standby um you know, like tucking my firstborn daughter into the bed that night, like an extra, extra tight snuggle. So I was like, you know, mm-hmm. laboring during the night. Um, gonna be a big sister tomorrow. And that night, I actually had the best sleep I'd had in forever, but I woke up with no signs of labor, and I was so mad yeah. <laughs> and was really confused like I was like I don't get it I'm meant to be in labour like I actually do not I don't understand I don't understand why I'm not in labour um, so moved through that my husband wisely took himself and my daughter out the house for quite a few hours that day um, which gave me exactly the space that I needed so I just like deep cleaned everything and then you know got the oils on and got the diffuser on and got the music on and um all that beautiful stuff and then just came back to that beautiful place of just acceptance and trust and just knowing that this baby (laughs) this baby will come when they are ready um thankfully we had an amazing um masseuse that was Doing like mobile massages at that point. Um, so she came to my house and I got the most gorgeous massage. So I finished my beautiful massage, hopped off the massage table and my waters broke. Um, about half an hour after that, my husband and my daughter came home. So we set her up in front of the TV. <laughs> um, <we're a> little <laughs> and called on my, I know, Moana, one of my favorite movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Um, and then called my friends that was on standby just to come and spend um, the evening with her because it was about 6 o'clock in the evening by this point. Um, and so probably for about the first half an after my waters broke, like I wasn't having any surges or contractions. Um, but then when it came, it came in hard, it came in fast, it was game on. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, in a way, like my first birth, I could really like feel the ebb and flow, um, of labor and the surges and the rising and the falling with this one. There was none of that. Um, it was just this like relentless intensity that did not ease up at all. Um, so I was like in the birth pool, I'd set up this beautiful space here with a birth pool and this altar, like with all my intentions, my crystals, my sound bowl, like it was gorgeous. Um, so I was in there, I was in the shower a little bit. Um, and then, cause I asked two of my beautiful friends who um, are very like-minded when it comes to all things birth to just come um, and be some really strong feminine energy for me in this birth um to support myself and my husband in that journey as well so they came by um and pretty quickly i was like okay i need to get to the hospital um which was well not surprising because that was the plan but surprising how quickly in the labouring i was feeling that already
1: yeah Um, had you spoken to your your midwives at that stage um,
0: well so my friend called them and was like oh hey yeah <laughs> like we've got we've got ash um and then i wanted to talk to me which actually really infuriated me at the time i was like right. be talking to people mm. um but yeah i think they just heard like one like one of my contractions mm. like, and the vocalization and they're like sylvia what is broken i was like yes um, they're like, This is your second birth? I was like, Yeah, like, right, we'll soon. I was like, Fill up, um, fill up the bath because we have got these, um, amazing birth suites here with these gorgeous, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous baths. Yeah, um, yeah. So we packed up, and even my husband was like, Are you sure you want to go? Like, you've only just gone into labor. And I'm like, It is, it is, t- it's time to go, it's on, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's. Get this show on the road. Yeah, so kiss my sweet daughter goodbye. Um, Left her for the first time with someone that wasn't her mum or her dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was huge. But it was with a friend that she knows very well. Um, I should say the first time overnight. She's been with Mm. people throughout the day. Um, Yeah, but she was... About it, which was helpful. Yeah. Um, so then we are all loaded up in the car um, and then just raced to the hospital, which thankfully here is only about 10 minutes away. Um, so then the midwives meet us at the door and it was just straight in the wheelchair. And then I just remember them like running, <laughs> running <laughs> to the elevator. Um, and then up in the elevator and then like running into the maternity suite. And then I just jumped straight in the bath and they looked at each other. They're like, we made it. And I was like, we made it, (laughs) (laughs) which was such a big feeling of relief. I think I just knew, um, so my whole labor from water's breaking to Haley being in my arms was just shy of four hours. Yeah. Um, It was quick. Um, Mm.
2: I I feel like that's almost like a good time. Like, do you know, like it's quick, but it's not like so quick that you can't get your head around it. But it's Uh, like, I don't know, like I know like from my births, I've had like a 33-hour and then a four-hour and then an eight-hour. And that the four was like, it was obviously the quickest of all of them, but I didn't feel like I didn't have chance to kind of like get like I had chance to get into it. You know, yeah. and like I had a chance to like register, came having a baby where I've like heard people <laughs> who've had like these thirty minute things and it's just like boom, it's on. So I feel like that's a really nice time actually. And it's pretty common, right, for second babies to mm. be around about that.
1: I think it's just the in the lead up. So, like, early labour seems to go really quickly and then you're in active labour. Yeah. So, like, sometimes when you, with your first, that early stage kind of drags a bit longer and then active labour. But, yeah, the whole process is kind of cut in half sometimes. With yeah. Your second. <laughs>
0: um, with my first, I think my birth overall was probably about 16 hours and about four of that was active. Yeah. Um, But this time, I mean, obviously my body had been, you know, like free for birth, but I didn't feel any labor before active labor. Yeah, Mm.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I think now your water's broke.
1: Boom. It (laughs)
0: was just game on. Like it was Um, relentless. I know everyone's experience, obviously, is labor is different. Um, But it just, like, there was no warm up. No, none, and even, like, there was no break between.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything was just merged together, and I couldn't even feel, um, with my first birth, I could really clearly feel the difference between what my uterus was doing when it was opening and expanding and then what it was doing when it was, like, bringing my baby earth side. Mm. Uh, but with this birth, like, there was no distinguishing. It was just all just this huge, like, just this huge pressure that just... Um,
1: yes. That just oh. didn't didn't <laughs> ease
0: up um, and even I just, yeah, I ended up giving myself a little pep talk because it was so much more powerful than my first experience mm-hmm. of birth from a physical point of view. Um, and I think because there was no break, like one time I remember I got to put my head like on the side of the bath and a beautiful midwife had put a pillow there and I just inhaled and I was like, oh, this is the first breath I've taken. This feels really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then that was it. <laughs> that was my one little break. <laughs> um,
1: oh. yeah, I
0: actually, my body like contracting, like I was obviously trying to slow it down because it all just felt um, it all just felt a bit quick. So it was quite it was quite hard to stay in that mindset of just like open release, open release, open release. Um mm. But we had the best the best team Our midwives were amazing. So we get in the bath. Um, they were a little bit rogue because at the time you weren't allowed, quote unquote, to water birth at the hospital. Um, but they put me in that bath, I think, knowing very well that I wasn't coming back out of it again.
1: Um, uh, gotcha. So it was meant yeah. to be like
0: a, ah, oh, we'll just put you in here. Yeah, like you're allowed here. to labour <laughs> in there, gotcha. but then you're not know, meant to birth in there. Yeah, lives. right. <laughs> the rules always make sense. So <laughs> um, totally. Yeah. So in there, so we had my husband in there. Um, one of my friends. So they were swapping out the really physical, hands-on support. So I was in the bath, which was beautiful. Um, Just had, like, the running shower water, like, gorgeous, like, massage spiky ball on my lower back. Um, Just vocalisation is key for me in both births. Like, I am very, very, very powerful in my voice. Mm.
1: Um,
0: My other beautiful friend wasn't allowed in. It was like all the COVID restriction rules and stuff were coming in. Um, but she sat outside the birth room and she really just like meditated and anchored into the space and the energy and supported us from there, um, which was gorgeous. So yeah, huge pep talk. Like at one point I was just like, this is too hard. I can't do it. Um, and I was like, well, Ashley, the, the only way to stop this is to birth this baby. So fuck <laughs> yeah. that, girlfriend!" Like- <laughs> Yeah, get through it. Um, So we did. So um, my daughter was born into water. um, And my one real thing that I wanted this birth was just to be the first person to hold my baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for a whole range of circumstances, that didn't happen with my first for quite a few hours afterwards um and that is something that I have grieved and will probably always grieve Mm. um so that was just my one I was like no like this baby is being held um you know like by the hands that made her and that love her um and so yeah she was just born into the water and I brought up onto my chest and she just was the most divine like just most divine relaxed baby (laughs) um I have ever seen and she just like laid on my chest for ages and we just looked at each other I think in shock a little bit I think she was as shocked by her birth as I was Mm. um just with that awe and that knowing um so beautiful yeah it was it was so beautiful and that moment for me like just really healed a lot um of the grief i'd been carrying and what i had missed in the birth of my first daughter Mm. Um, yeah it was just it was just gorgeous it was so amazing um And I just think I'm so well. I'm so grateful for all both my births, but I'm so grateful um, for the difference in my experiences, like both pregnancies and both births, because I really just feel like it gives me more depth to understand um, other women and what they go through as yeah. well their journeys a little bit more. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and then, and then what happened next? So once she was there, like, what did you make, what were the kind of choices that you made for your immediate postpartum?
0: Um, so after she was born, we just um, spent some time cuddling in the water. Um, my husband was very interested to know if we had another daughter or a son. I had been so convinced the whole pregnancy that I was carrying a son. Yeah. Um, <sighs> So then when we found out it was another daughter, it was just such, such another beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like obviously just love and welcome any baby with open arms. um, But I just really felt like another daughter was, was just an extra blessing. So that was a bit of a shock, but beautiful as well. Um, so not too long after that, the midwives were hovering a little bit. My first birth, I did end up with quite a severe postpartum hemorrhage. Um, I retained my placenta for both my births now. Apparently I don't like to give them up, put too much effort into growing them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were kind of hovering and they were getting a little bit nervous about the amount of blood loss that was already happening. Um, so they asked me if I'd hop out of the bath, which was fine. Um, at this point, I think they had or either had just asked to administer the, um, oh, you know, the centosin shot. Yeah. That to do with the placenta. Yeah, um, which I was okay with because my first birth Um, like I did all the things we waited an hour, like we used gravity, um, a few kind of things like ended up having the syntosin shot an hour post-birth and that one didn't budge at all. So I ended up in surgery for that. Um, so with my second birth, like I was okay to try a bit more of a medical intervention approach to try and avoid, avoid that surgery again. Um, so yeah, took took the Syntotian shot um, and then same thing, just got up, I went to the toilet, emptied my bladder, like breastfed my daughter, um, all those kind of things. But this placenta decided to stick around too. Oh. Uh, yeah, which at that point, um, like I felt fine about, like it's not it's not ideal, right? Like, obviously, just to have a completely hands-off birth um, yeah. would would have been my ideal birth. Um, but also, I just I really feel like my births are such a beautiful balance of knowing that there's so much that you can do when you trust yourself and trust in the power of birth, um, and knowing that you don't need permission from your caregivers, whoever they are, to birth the way that you want to birth and the way that you are capable of. Um, but also that there is a time and a place for medical intervention and we can accept that gratefully Yeah, we as well. Um, so when the doctors come in and they're like, we've had a bit of a look and we're looking at this and we think we're going to take you through to theatre again, I was like, oh, okay, like <laughs> this this old chestnut again. <laughs> Um, so I wasn't super surprised. Like I did a bit of research on it before and like once you've experienced retained placenta once, it's more likely to happen again. Um, and even like the naturopath and stuff I'd kind of worked through without my pregnancy, like no one really kind of had a solid answer, um, as to why and then what I could try and do to avoid it, I guess, this time around. Um, but... We um, thankfully had already expressed like a fair whack of colostrum, so that was really handy. Um, so then I just left my beautiful daughter, cuddled up with her daddy, um, and went down a theater and then came back, um, afterwards. And so we were just um, like nestled in for the night, yeah. The recovery actually found with both births, my recovery from being under general anaesthetic was the worst part of all of it. Um, I don't come out of anaesthetic very well. Um, and then obviously the, like, need for, like, you course anybody, just to make sure there's nothing lingering isn't real ideal for recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, like we, I don't know, I was just very good at just accepting that that just was what had to happen and just holding really deep gratitude that we are somewhere we can be supported, mm. you know, totally. like, yeah, in having a beautiful hands-off free birth, um, you know, despite <laughs> despite I'd had I'd had a bit of a run-in with one of the doctors a little bit early in my pregnancy, Um But then also knowing that we've got that support there. Yeah. I think it's just the perfect balance. Yeah.
1: I mean, and that is birth as well. Like birth is a massive surrender and releasing of control. Yes. (laughs) And the more we resist it, the more intense it is and the more pain we just cause ourselves really. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, your birth was that and then it was that. And you were just surrendered to it, which I think is so healing in itself Um, and nothing to be, to hold any, yeah, like ill feelings towards, like this was your your journey and your birth and, yeah, I do feel like second births can be really healing, no matter what kind of birth you have first. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, my first was still a massive initiation, like like, they all Um, and that was still like completely hands off, completely drug free until, (laughs) until my placenta wouldn't move. Um, yeah, so I was really, really confident in my capacity. Um, but for me, yeah, just being able to hold, just being able to hold my daughter and just have, I mean, I, I don't know how long it was. It's a little bit hard to keep track of time when you're in that zone. Um you know, I'd say at least like at least 20 minutes of us just snuggling in the path and just being together Mm. before anything else had to happen. So, yeah, unfortunately kind of immediate postpartum doesn't pan out the way that I would have loved. Um, So, yeah, like the cord was cut a lot earlier than I was hoping for as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like I also recognise that blood loss is quite serious. Um, And especially when you are rural, like our town is amazing, but a hospital, um, I don't know what all the levels are, but they can only take low-risk births anyway. So they get flown out for a lot of reasons, like their pregnancy. Um, So, yeah, like at that point I was just really happy to accept and these midwives had been amazing the whole birth. Um, So I was really happy just sort of for to them and to their expertise and what had to happen after that. Um, and then when we all got home, we really just honoured postpartum really deeply at home um, and just lots of beautiful rest and we just had the most amazing um, meals just dropped off to us. Like I don't think my husband and I cooked for like the first six weeks. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, community and really just got to know each other again. Yeah. Um, Got to know a beautiful second daughter. Yeah, just integrate, process everything that had happened. Yeah, Um, it's so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yeah, and I think um, like my postpartum prep, I definitely invested a lot more time in my second pregnancy. Yeah um yeah like i neither of my daughters have had an instagram nursery (laughs) um my second daughter didn't she's only just kind of getting a bedroom put together for her now 14 months later um (laughs) but when she was born there was a chest freezer full of foods um that i'd been cooking and putting away And I was so much more willing to, um, you know, step away and get, like, a beautiful massage and, like, just go sit in the sun and have a cup of tea and eat a warm meal. Um, Yeah, like, I really, really just discovered how much more important it was to honour myself and my body um, and what it had been through so that then I could be the best mum I can be to my two daughters as well. So.
2: That sounds beautiful. It's so nice to have that time to integrate after baby's born um, and have all those be prepared and have those meals ready and actually start planning your postpartum while you're um, pregnant. Yes. Um, I feel like that's just, yeah, something that we probably, not a lot of people think about. It's starting to maybe become more into people's awareness a little bit more but um yeah yeah, I think for you being able to share that is a huge thing um and more people need to do it (laughs) oh well thank you so much Ashley and before we end I would love for you to share or I guess tell any mama who is listening to this um what your some words of wisdom, like what you would want to tell a pregnant mother.
0: So the biggest thing I really want mums to know um, is that everyone's journey is completely different. Everyone's births are completely different Um, and whatever they feel or they know, I should say, is the right decision for them is 100% the right decision for them. It mm. will look vastly different across all families, as it should when we work on our own value system. Um, and also I'm guessing the listeners of your podcast are probably across a little bit more, but if we are dealing with um, the hospital system, which can be quite overwhelming, I just always really reiterate when I talk to my own birth clients that everything they put out is an offer,
1: like mm. they might say
0: like a directive um but everything is an offer and you can just say no you don't need to say any more than that um and that you can still have just the most beautiful birth um you know like with the support of the hospital as well Mm -hmm. if if that is the right choice for you Yeah
2: yeah yeah such such great words I think yeah especially that you know that (laughs) it's not a directive it's not a have to like if someone gives you an if someone tells you a bit of it, like it's information, it's a suggestion, it's, it's not a, a hard yes, you have to do this. I think that is so, so important and knowing that you can make another choice and you can take some time to do that as well. It doesn't have to be immediate. You can do re- research, you can speak to other people and you can make a decision that feels good for you.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, there's always time.
2: Yeah, well, thank you so much, Ashley. It's been so nice to listen to your story today.
0: Thank, thank you for you.
2: Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please
1: share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes.
2: We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.